0: Everybody. welcome back to The Hustle, it's John Lamoureux, and it is our fourth birthday. Can you tell I have a little bit of a cold? Um, yeah, the first Tuesday of May 2015, we launched with Bruce Blackman, and we've been going ever since. And so we wanted to celebrate, as we always do, every year on our birthday, we try to put out an episode that's uh, someone who gets a lot of requests, or somebody who is kind of a big deal to us and our listeners, whatever that might be, and this year it's a big one. This year we get to hear from Sandy Soraya, former lead singer of Soraya. Now there's been a top five most requested guests that we've had for years. The Voice of the Beehive, uh, Mr. Mister, Soraya, Ocean Blue, and The Sundays. Those make up the top five, always has. And now with Sandy we can cross three of those off our list. So, as you guys probably know she put out, well the band Soraya was at the tail end of that sort of 80s hair metal phase. They put out their self-titled album in 1989. It got some airplay, this song right here, Love Has Taken Its Toll, did pretty well. And then they went back and put out a second album in 1991 called When the Blackbird Sings that was much, much darker and heavier and very different, you know, more grungy, more a sign of what was going to come in 1991. And that was it. And then she hasn't really been heard from much since. And so I get a lot of requests. Hey, could you try and find Sandy Soraya and see what she's up to? Well, she she told me. I've been trying to make this happen for years. She basically uh, became very religious. She found God, her priorities changed. She got married and for the second time. She married a member of Tesla at first and then they didn't work out. She's been married for almost twenty year, 25 years now and has five kids and she's just a she's a normal housewife and mom it's beautiful she still looks great she still sounds great and in fact she drops a bomb at the end of this interview about new music which i did not see coming as you will find out so anyway if you are a soraya fan or curious at all about where people go when they kind of disappear from the limelight this is one of the best uh stories that you could ever hear okay she called me from her home in southern california
1: How did you get? I mean, how did you find me on Facebook? You knew my last name?
2: Uh, No. Um, One of my, like I said, you're uh, one of, by far, one of the most requested guests I ever get. And years ago, one of my listeners uh, found you. I think he, uh, I think he may have found you through Brian Wheat, your ex husband from Tesla uh if i remember because we were both this was years ago and we were both kind of doing this you know very uh sleuthy detective work and he uh <laughs> he knew that you had been married to brian and i think maybe you might be facebook friends with brian or and he was and if i remember right he was like oh brian's got a friend named sandra maybe that's her and uh so that's that's how we did this got it yeah good old-fashioned stocking basically is how we did this <laughs> So the first thing I got to know is (laughs) where in the world have you been? That's what everybody wants to know. Um,
1: okay. Uh, so we're talking, how long has it been since I dropped out of the Uh, whole thing?
2: Well, 91,
1: 92, 91. Okay. So, well, I, um, obviously everyone knew I was married, uh, to Brian and, um, you know, the conflicts in our schedule was making it really difficult to, you know, keep a a marriage going.
3: Yeah.
1: So, um, I, because I was disenchanted with the music business at that point anyway, Mm -hmm. um, I thought it would be, um, a time where I could step back and regroup and, um, and take that time to be um, you know, would travel with uh, Brian more because like he would say to me, okay, what good is it if I'm in Japan and you're in Canada and this and that, it was just, it was getting um, kind of complicated. So I thought, well, I wasn't happy with what was going down with um, my group at the time. And I just um, looked at it as a, an opportunity to just shift my focus on my personal life Mm -hmm. and see how that went for a while. And, um, and then, um, I don't know, I just, then things um, started going. um, Well, I just, I started taking interest in things like doing music therapy for kids that have cancer. And so I was going to school for that. Um, and then while I was busy doing that, um, my marriage fell apart anyway. Hmm. Um, and, and so there were just so many things that happened that every time I would try to go ahead and revisit music, something Hmm. else would happen. And so, um, you know, and I had still somewhat kept in touch with the old band members, but I wasn't sure about doing that whole thing again. Um, I don't, I don't know.
3: Yeah. I don't know.
1: It just, it was just life was happening, yeah. and it was happening so quickly. And then also, um, I I became very close to God, mm. and so I was depending a lot on. Um, what God would move me to do and you it was
2: a spiritual or religious person prior to this
1: Well, it, it's it's funny because the second album was I was I was Writing songs and the song titles I later found out were things that were in the bible when I hadn't ever read it before, huh. you know, it was huh. really strange and so, um You know for me you know now i know it was god leading me towards him uh-huh. and um and so um y- yeah and then when i when i found god that that totally um you know i didn't i music was was very like you know took such a backseat yeah. because i was so excited about um learning all i could About this, you know, this new love in my life. So, okay, um, but yeah, the and it's funny because I I read the lyrics now, and on that second record, I'm like, holy Moses! I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is so weird, you know, yeah, um, and and I don't know, I yeah, so that that's really what happened. I mean, life just started happening, and um, and and the more. Um, The more in love I became with um, all things uh, God and people, Uh um, the more, you know, I had no interest whatsoever to go out and, you know, because I I remember being out on the road and having, you know, guys that would... Follow me from state to state. That had their my name tattooed on their yeah. arms and stuff like that. It was yeah. like you know, <laughs> so it, I was like, I I I don't have any interest in being you know someone that um, people like idolize as a singer or a music. I just yeah. it, it just soured for me a little bit. I
2: could see that that way. Prior you know? to uh prior to sort of your spiritual awakening, had the door. <laughs> remained open could you have because I know that second album and we'll get we'll dive deeper into it in a little bit but I know the second album you know sure. it didn't have hits it wasn't as successful although it was artistically probably better but did you oh, um, I love I love
1: the second album. oh yeah. yeah oh yeah,
2: Do, yeah was the it. door open for you at any point to have come right back where people like look whenever you're over whatever this domesticated thing you're doing is come back and be a rock star the door is always welcome or was it sort of like were you on the fringe Sandy Soraya is not really a high I, priority anymore. I
1: really, I, I really don't know. I mean, I, um, I'm even, even now, you know, I'm, I'm very surprised that you know people still, you know, inquire. I, I don't, I, I really don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if huh. people gave a rat's test or <laughs> right, not. I right. really don't. Right. I just know that um, I I did have uh uh su- you know I was surprised that people even back then still were very much you know uh, encouraging me to um st- you know stay in
3: mm-hmm.
1: and that um that all I needed was the right guns behind me yeah. and um and you know which I, I loved Q Prime I love them but obviously um. You know, with with all the mega bands that they had, we kind of were not priority. Yeah. And so, um, you know, there, there's there's drawbacks to having sure. a, you know, a management company that that's huge like that. Right. Um. And and so, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I hmm. I really. Tony was the one who would, you know, he had, he, he was the one that had the feelers out there. You know, I was oblivious. All I wanted to do was get up on that stage and sing. That's all I wanted to do. I Mm -hmm. didn't want any part of the publicity. I didn't want any part of the, you know, and I'm not trying to sound like some, you know, ultra humble,
3: Uh you
1: know, uh, um, kind of, you know, person. I just, I just didn't, I just, I just wanted to sing. That's all. I didn't, didn't really, I didn't care much about doing videos or anything. And part of that I think was what frustrated the um, record companies because I did, I did not embrace the like solo artist kind of thing. And they always wanted that, you know,
3: Yeah. Um,
1: they always wanted to feature, um, feature me on the, album cover i didn't allow that and they 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 had their own you know and you know granted i i I probably would have been way more successful had i done it their way but it just wasn't who who i was about and so i wouldn't have known how to do that anyway
2: yeah i wanted to read you a quote i read um this is from june 28th 1989 the day before my 16th Mm -hmm. birthday coincidentally And um, Uh it's a quote in here from a guy named Calvin Liu, who is was Graham's director of album rock promotions. This is from the Phoenix New Times. (laughs) And it's funny because (laughs) I don't think anyone could get away with saying something like this anymore. But he says, a lot of people (laughs) really feel that she is going to be the sex item, like a Pat Benatar. And that's something that'll surely help this band become big. And prior to that... um, the writer of this article mentions that you've got something that people like Melissa Etheridge and Natalie Merchant don't, which is basically that you were hot and they weren't, or not hot enough. Oh. And it's uh, it's just funny to see how things, how much things have changed. I don't I don't think that anyone would yeah. you know approve an article with a quote like that in it anymore. But um, no, they no.
1: Probably couldn't do that
2: anymore, no. No, but I'm guessing, um, I mean, everyone, <laughs> you know, touted you as the next Bon Jovi, and they were really probably, I mean, I'm sure everyone, was uh, when I say everyone, I mean label people and all that, are mm-hmm, thinking, we mm-hmm. can really capitalize on this, on this lady's looks. She can sing, but she's also beautiful. That could not Aww. have been easily, That's... or that could not have been uh, easy for you to deal with, though.
1: Um. You know, I, I think they kept that behind, but they didn't really. The only time I really um, felt confronted with that was when they were asking me about the album cover because they had wanted me to be in. Um, you know, they they were trying to push me into stylistically dressing like the Lita Ford's Sure. and the hard. Lorraine right. Lewises. You know, and I was like, no, I'll take. Um, you know. Bruce Springsteen with a leather jacket right, okay right. <laughs> you know um and and I just I I don't know and and people tell me all the time you should have done this you should have done that and I'm like yeah. I really don't you know I'm not I don't have any regrets I don't sure. Sure. because you know whatever small um you know little whatever splash I made you know for for a millisecond of time in the music business I'm I'm proud of it, and I I I like the way you know um people even you know when I do hear um m- most most people have a perception of me that I'm happy with you know I remember one time this guy um, Paul Suter I think um he he was from some magazine I, I he, he'll kill me if I don't remember but. Um, <laughs> I remember uh, reading his review one night of a show we did, um, and I, lo- I was absolutely like, so I just loved what he said, because he said something like, um, and I, I'm trying to remember, but... Um, you know, Sandy Soraya, the guys love her, but their girlfriends love her too. Uh, you know? Good. And okay.
2: There's something relatable that, about you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I just, you know, I was like, that's it. You know, yeah. then I was like, that is that is what I wanted. I just I I wanted to just be you know, taken seriously yeah. as a hard rock singer, you yeah. know?
3: Yeah.
1: Um and nothing, you know, no, nothing else. But I, I mean, nothing wrong with going the route Lorraine Lewis and, and Lita did. I mean, the, sure. I mean, look at them. Yeah. You know, they very successful and and, you know, and and but they're comfortable in their own skin that way. I'm and I was comfortable my way.
2: Yeah. You know, right, right. so where do you um, but it, oh, yeah. go ahead, please?
1: No, go ahead, go ahead.
2: Well, I was going to ask, where do you, do you have an outlet for your singing? Do you still sing? Do you sing in church? Do you sing to your kids? Do you sing anywhere?
1: I was was singing always to the kids. Um, um, I was singing at at church um, until it got to be a distraction because um, some people started um, you know, finding out about my my mm. you know rock and roll background, yeah. and then I felt like, you know what, I, I don't want to detract from, um, I don't I don't want to yeah. take away from what's supposed to be happening in church. Right. So um, I just um, st- just started doing that less and less. Okay. Okay. Um, and but. Um, and for a while, I was singing um uh, kind of like uh in a in a orchestra like this uh really? big band orchestra, really? yeah, I was doing that with this guy who was a dead ringer for Frank Sinatra, his vocal, wow. and I was doing that uh, I was doing that for a while, I got a kick out of that um it was really strange for me, wearing like long gowns yeah. and uh, you know it was just really really yeah. weird but you know um my keyboard player greg did some of this stuff with me
2: yeah oh and really so okay we,
1: yeah yeah so we had a lot of fun good doing that for a um, while and and um
2: has there ever been a temptation or even an offer or anything to maybe do like a small gospel album or something on a go- christian label or something like that um, sounds like that might be you where know, your heart is
1: I don't want to do Christian music, although you know I I wish somebody would because I think a, a lot of it is is really awful. Um, yeah. It's not. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean the lyrics. The lyrics are beautiful, but the music is yeah. just like I can't I can't I I can't listen to it. It can be related, you know,
2: rot. Yeah.
1: You know, and I'm like, you know, and I've asked God, you know, hey, do you do you want me to do something, yeah. <laughs> you know, that is a little more palatable to like people who are like more in, in the vein of music that I like, you know, or, but, you know, I, I just, I would much rather um, pick up where I left off musically if I'm going to jump back in as I'm doing and, um, and just do what I do. And, you know, if someone asks me about um, anything personal and, and, jesus happens to come up i'm so i'm so honored and and happy to talk about it okay so um but yeah i don't i don't feel led to do um chris like be a christian artist but Uh i have written some things that um are really cool and do have that as a subject matter
2: okay um before i want to go back to kind of the rock star chapter of your life but before we do Uh you're married and have like five kids is this right i do yes yes so you couldn't be more of like a mom
1: (laughs) and they all came out of my body that's amazing you know there was no blended family or anything like that yeah right right now i have um there my oldest is 21 then i have a 20 year old then i have a 19 year old then i have a Um, 17-year-old and a 13-year-old.
2: Gosh. Those first three or four, you were just like an assembly line. (laughs) It was. was, That could not have been easy. It was
1: crazy. It was crazy because I didn't even think I could have kids, you know. And then, um, you know, because I was married around almost two years and no kids came or anything. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess that this isn't in the cards for me. And, but I would pray. I'm like, I really want, I would really like a kid, you know, and I'd pray about it. And I think I prayed so much that, um, (laughs) the kids just kept coming. Uh And, um, (laughs) and after a while I was like, okay, you can stop now. (laughs) No, (laughs) but, um, no, but I'm, I'm glad because I I grew up, I have one brother Um. and our household was very small, very quiet. And my gosh, I, I made my own little rock band, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, you sure did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do and, they all and know about crazy.
2: mom's past and everything? I mean, do they? They have to know, be aware, right? Um,
1: yeah, they do. I, um, and and that's, um, uh, I don't really play them my music or anything. Okay. I mean, they know it now. Now that they're older, they they like listening to it and stuff sure. like that. And, um but I didn't, I didn't really play it for them when they were growing up at all, you know? And it's funny because, um, the friends that I've made out here since moving from back East to California, I mean, I said nothing about my musical path, nothing at all. (laughs) I mean, nobody knew anything until like uh, just a few years ago where people were like, "Uh Oh, are you (laughs) that person? I'm like, Oh boy. And, um, and I don't know why, um, I don't I don't know why I wouldn't talk about it. I just mm. didn't, mm. you know.
2: Yeah, tell me about your husband. So, How did you two meet? What does he do? Do you do a, Do you have a job, or are you a stay at home mom? What's the story?
1: <laughs> I I um, no my my job is to just I'm I'm trying to just raise this this last one. Good for you. Um, the other the the four the The four older ones are pretty much on autopilot, and they're good kids, thank God. And oh. um, um, my youngest is a handful. She <laughs> she, she is a handful. Um, she's uh, leaning towards um, um, more in in the acting kind of mm. thing. She loves she she's just very good and and loves drama and. On every level,
3: yeah. I <laughs> and, see um,
1: that. Um, my my son is totally into music, and um, and yeah, I think he, he's really like the only one. My oldest daughter sings like I, I mean, I wish I had her voice, and but she she wants nothing to do with music. She wow. triple majored in, um, and is graduating from USC um, this spring. So. Amazing. Uh, yeah, she's a rock star in academia. She's yeah. just off the charts, and so she wants. To, like she looks at me like, "Ew, how could you ever have done music <laughs> instead of pursue law?" Or, right.
2: You know? Right.
1: <laughs> so, I look at her, like, "Oh my God, did it, I? Did you come from my lines?" I really don't think so. But, <laughs> yeah. But, Was your husband um, an actor and my husband, or something? Yeah. Um, he, I met him on a disastrous blind date, huh. and um, and six months later we were married. Oh my so. gosh! Yeah, it good for you. One of those deals. Yeah.
2: Yeah. How, uh, was he um, an actor when you met him? What does he do now? Is he still an actor? I don't even know. Um.
1: He, no. He he he's a writer. He writes, and okay. um, he does uh, screenplays and and he's got uh, several projects. He still does. Some, um, you know, parts here and there. Um, But he doesn't like being in front of the camera. He loves directing. Mm, Okay. And he also works with um, at-risk kids and does a program with them. And um, just a busy guy. And um, we're going to be married, what, 24 years in July. And I swear, it's like, he makes me laugh every day of my life, good. every single day of my good. life. He, he's just an amazing guy.
2: That's great. Good for you. Yeah. Good. I lucked out. Yeah, I good. did. Okay. And I
1: love Brian. Me and Brian are great friends. He's oh, like good. one of my best friends. Yeah. Good.
2: Okay. I don't so. even know. Did he remarry? You, you guys are cool? Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. And I love his wife. His, his wife, um, Monique, is just, she's just an angel. She's an angel.
2: Good. Tesla and, was just um, here the other day, and I couldn't go. I was gonna go, and I couldn't. Uh, and I know. I love them. I, I've never yeah, seen them on both. Yeah. Hmm. Okay.
1: Jeff well, still has it. He's he's doing good. Yeah. Yeah. He okay. Still has that amazing voice.
2: Yeah. Um, okay. Good. Well, look. Let's talk about rock and roll for a minute. Okay. <laughs> if that's okay. Um, <laughs> that's... I'm really curious how. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, something I always find really interesting in people's careers are the transitions where they start to go from nothing into something, you know, and Uh you guys, the first album comes out, you've got uh, um, Love Has Taken Its Toll, I guess, I think if I remember correctly, was the first single, it's getting some play, no like huge hits, but you're getting played, maybe you're on Headbangers Ball or something like that, and um, getting some attention, videos on MTV, how does your life change? what do you do do you are you seeing enough enough success where suddenly you go to the atm and there's slightly more money in there than there was before because of you know something or other and so you go uh i don't know get your hair done or buy a new car or get the more expensive bottle of wine or anything
1: (laughs) (laughs) back then really it um Back then, it was we we were at the tail end of where, you know, record companies uh-huh. were spending stupid money on their artists. I yeah. mean, spoiled us rotten, got us a brand spanking new tour bus. I mean, throwing things at us, yeah. you know, left and right. And so I didn't have to pay for anything because they were, you know, <laughs> doing it all for us. I mean, uh-huh. that's when, you know where where I saw the transition was between, you know after um, after the first album where they cut back like I mean they really cut back uh-huh. and we went from a tour bus to a van uh-huh. or whatever and um, and you know yeah. but I didn't care like I said I I just wanted to sing
2: yeah were you noticed I was in. do you think the cutback was happening was taking place because grunge was starting to take over that kind of hair that, metal type that
1: sound. and, and also the, you know, record companies started getting, you know, smarter about, uh-huh. you know, let, let's, um, you know, we're going to not throw money on these new artists. Yeah. Um, you know, let's, let's pay attention to the ones that are making us money. And, cut back on on the artists that are you know up and comers yeah yeah. until they start until they start you know making okay so okay
2: are you noticing i mean um you know like back to the bullet which is probably my favorite song on that first album gigantic avalanche kind of snowball but it's a little something you know things are going along are you're probably playing shows that you never thought you'd play and you're meeting heroes you never thought you'd meet how what are some of the like most memorable highlights from this beginning part of your music career
1: um um well i loved um I loved touring with bad English. Cause I've been a uh, huge fan of, of Neil Sean's for yeah. forever. Yeah. And so that was, um, a real highlight for me. I loved, um, I loved going to, um, to London. I loved playing there. I loved, um, seeing Bon Jovi at the hippodrome mm-hmm. that night. And I don't know. I mean, yeah, we were starting to meet, um, artists because we were being you know pushed together with them and yeah um but i don't know like this is why i said you're not going to get many stories from Uh me i was too the stories you'll get is you you'll have to get from tony because he was out there i was the i was the one who i'd play a show i'd go to my hotel room
3: right okay and
1: um i wasn't i wasn't out there um you know, partying or anything like that. Not, not because of any other reasons that I just don't, you know, my, the interest wasn't for me. I mean, I would party with my band and that, that'd be it. But when they would go out there and, you know, it was, it was all those guys and they were, you know, dealing with their girl groupies and everything like that. And I, you know, so I, I would just go, you know, to my room. So I would hear all the stories the next morning, Yeah, you know, and and sometimes I would even make sure, you know, okay, let's do a body count. You know, right. the tour manager. <laughs> let's make sure everybody's still alive. Yeah, I'd go on the tour bus and make sure, you know, people were there. And sometimes yeah. I'd find a lot more people than I, I bargained for and sure. had to kick them off the bus. And, yeah. You know, um, but okay. yeah, all the stories you're going to have to keep from. That's okay. Tony, because I, you know, I just did not participate that
2: way. That's fine, and and I hope just yeah. to clarify, when I say stories, I'm not necessarily talking about the juicy debauchery, although oh. those are fun too if people <laughs> want to tell those. I'm I'm more oh. really interested in people being introspective. You know, like there was a time uh-huh. when I met. I know that uh, Patty Smith and Chrissy Hind were big. Were you were big fans of theirs? And oh, I wondered if you met them Still and then in. you felt. Uh, like you said something dumb or it was really great or um you know you got hit on by somebody and turned him down or you played this show and someone told you what a fan they were any anything you know just color that uh, you remember where you're just like that was kind of cool that that happened to me you know
1: well i um i do have i mean i remember it was one on the bad english tour I Remember, uh, John Wake got really. I mean, see, I don't like talking like <laughs> gossiping. But That's okay. He got really like he he had one too many. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And he was talking to me all all night long, and he's like, "Would you please, you know, would uh-huh. you please, you know, help me to my room?" And uh-huh. I, you know, I I'm like I'm thinking nothing, you know, because uh-huh. I'm 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 I don't know. I, I I'll tell you, the guys and the guys in my band know. I I was not a typical you know um lead singer where i needed this um special attention okay. or this or that yeah. i remember them saying to me um you know this girl they would go on radio interviews and they'd be like this girl doesn't even need a sound check she doesn't even she doesn't even like doing sound checks she doesn't need them
0: uh-huh.
1: she's she's so not like you know you picture um a female uh, lead wanting her tea and the air conditioning has to be the <laughs> yeah. certain temperature and this right. and she's they're like this chick doesn't even need a sound check you know and, right. and it's true I just didn't you know yeah. um so um so I I was oblivious to any kind of attention huh. uh from you know from anyone that way I didn't think anyone was you know trying to yeah. um, you know, make a move with me oh. or anything I like thought, so, you know, oh wow. they were just, you know, interested <laughs> in my singing or anything like that. I just didn't have I was not in that headspace. I don't know why. I just Funny. was not.
3: Okay. And
1: so, um so, you know, he's asking me to help him to his room. So I didn't think anything, you know, oh. like so I go I go up and um to his room and we're sitting there and we're talking and then after a while, you know, he fell asleep you know, because he, he he was sitting up at one point and then he just like passed out. Uh-huh. And so I just left. Well the next day, oh my gosh. Really? The rumors. The rumors that were flying around. I was like, What? I had no idea. Never made that mistake again though. Yeah. I never, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I cannot believe it and they're like, Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was it was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. I was like, Oh my god! Oh I man, that's believe.
2: classic.
1: No, it was horrible. I know, I, was I know. Like, but "Are it's you fun kidding to hear, me? Actually, I had no. I've never told anybody that either because
2: uh, I, I don't it. know. Well, like, good,
1: but it it was bad. It yeah. was it was really bad. It was the first time I ever dealt with like, what? Yeah, are you out of your mind? Nothing happened, right? You know, and right. Uh,
2: did you? Um, I mean, how do you? Did you ever hear any? grumbling from any of your bandmates about and don't take this the wrong way about being in a band Mm -hmm. uh a female fronted band not because i just don't know if that's what guys who dream of one day becoming hard rock stars oh they hated it themselves you know what i'm saying Uh, because they want probably want to be now you guys rocked you were a great band and that when i listen to you i think there's a very fine line here because if if yeah. these, if the guys in this band aren't musically fulfilled and satisfied, uh, mm-hmm. backing up someone like Sandy, they're going to get really frustrated. They're going to think this isn't what I, this isn't the rock dream that I was signing right, up for. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But you delivered. Yeah. But I wondered if they ever grumbled anyway. You know. Um,
1: but I mean, I I, I think so. I think, um. Yeah you know if they had had it their way they would have much preferred being with a um, male-fronted lead you know just yeah. because it's like you know um i don't know it's sure it's Probably cooler what they you know for them yeah. you know it's yeah. it's not emasculating you know right um but i um i really do think i don't know i re- i really do think that i gained their respect as a um singer and they, um, they started really getting comfortable w- with, with um, being in a, a, a band with me. So um, I, I think at first they didn't know what it was going to be like. But I think, too, um, it was because I really did make a huge effort to keep it a band as much as I possibly right. could. Right. um and not have it be you know um all about me I really did advocate for them um and and push for this being a band and i I remember uh the record company um with the first album they wanted just a picture of me up front you know
3: yeah
1: and I I on purpose said no
3: right. I
1: don't even want anyone to know that you know straight up but you know that there was a, a female lead i want i want an album cover where i'm like in the shadows and yeah. i just look like one of them right you know and they it, it i fought for that and um and i'm proud of that too Good. you know when Good. i when i see that that album cover i because i i said i want to be in a band i don't if I wanted to be a solo artist, I would have not even done the kind of music I was doing. I would have right. done something else.
2: Sure, sure. You know, speaking um, of which, so... um, uh, Alsace Lorraine—is that how I say the band you were yes, in before? Yes. Okay, um, mm-hmm. you and Greg are in this band, and he's the keyboard mm-hmm. player. Were you play Was it just the two of you, and were you always playing like harder rock music, or was that something you sort of discovered it, when you, know you what? came into the band?
1: It was um, okay. So loved Greg's writing style and talent on the keys. Um, I we clashed um, stylistically mm. because he was more into the, that Deep Purple progressive uh, like sure. kind mm. of like yes yep and um, you know bands like that were and I'm coming in. Like I grew up listening to Scorpion's Judas Priest, um, you know, um, just harder, but also was influenced by very melodic, like Love Journey, love Steve Perry,
3: um,
1: loved um, who I loved Peter Frampton's guitar playing. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I I still think he's one of the most underrated guitar players. I think just he made that guitar sing. I mean, it's so melodic all his so I I had that like I I love the hard rock but I I love the melodic overtones and um and so that was where my influence and I also loved I loved Chrissy I loved the yeah. pretenders I loved that um edge that she had and uh yeah okay so okay but, so we clashed. up it so Alsace Lorraine was kind of like me and Greg um, trying to find uh, a way to combine what we loved without totally dismissing each other's, you know, taste. Because sure, um, I couldn't stand yes, you know, I couldn't stand <laughs> yeah. progressive rock. I right. can't, I can't stand it. I'm like, why am I,
3: yeah.
1: you know, why uh-huh. am I even bothering? But then he'd sit at the piano, and I'd be in a trance. Just listening to him, mm-hmm. so I knew I didn't want to sever ties with him because he was too good, too talented. Yeah. And, Were you two uh, a had couple? A lot of Do you
2: mind me asking? Were you two a couple?
1: No, we we portrayed ourselves as such because okay. I did not want to be harassed. Yeah. I didn't want to be bothered. Sure. I um I I kept my personal life, you know, very quiet. Uh You know, I was actually seeing a guy from a band, um, in Tangier. Mm. Um, and so, um, yeah, but I would never, never talk about it or anything. But when, when we went, when we would go out, um, and, and deal with like record companies and stuff, um, if. I, I just did not want the hassle. I understand.
2: Sure. Um, in 2006, when he passed away, was that... Mm-hmm. That was pretty sudden, I believe. Do you Were you two still in touch? Were you friendly?
1: Um, yeah.
2: Well, let me ask you this, then, in regards to Greg. I mean, that second mm-hmm. album, uh, When the Blackbird Sings, is such yeah. a... It's such a departure. I mean, you guys go from sort of the melodic rock to some really heavy, the songs are longer, they're heavier. Yeah. There's not, yeah. he's a little bit kind of edged out. I mean, he's the guy bringing the keyboards. There's a lot less keyboards uh-huh. on this album. What What right. was, What was went into deciding to go this direction? <laughs> I mean, it's funny, I, I like I mentioned, I, I threw it out to my listeners that I was talking with you. Mm-hmm. And there are some of them who say the first album is like their desert island disc. And then there's just as yeah. many who say the second album is their like a masterpiece. So yeah, it's, it's all split, over the place. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's
1: like 50-50. Yeah, it uh, really well. is. Um I personally um cannot stand my vocals on the first album. Really? Um I cannot stand them on some of the songs. Not all of the songs i i love my vocals on love is taking its toll yeah love my vocals on gypsy child good love the vocals on Saint Christopher's metal But there are some songs that, <laughs> I mean, the, the production that was done on my voice was just uh-huh. so not me.
2: Um, Did you notice it at the time when you were listening to the final album that went out? Were you cringing at all? Or were you, is this only I hindsight? was,
1: I was, I was cringing, but, you know, I, I said to myself, you know, um, because I didn't want this to be like, you know, the Sandy show. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was very, you know, let's take a vote on it kind of deal. And I was being outnumbered. <laughs> like people, Excuse people me. were in, in the band were like, no, you know, this sounds great. You sound great. blah blah blah, And I was like cringing at the time. But um, I was like, okay, well, you know, if they're happy with it, let's, you know. Yeah. Let's go with it, but I like the raw style vocal, you know I like when um there's not so much gloss yeah on my um and and echo and all that stuff i I don't like that's not me okay and wow. um and so when i did when I did the second record, I was much happier vocally, you huh. know um. Was
2: there what was would, the would, first single off that album? I don't even know. I don't remember.
1: It was called Seducer.
3: He's giving out the yellow sunshine, says it never gives you the blue. A dollar and a pipe dream and some golden chains, just a traveling man making good. He does when you are hungry, and he watches him.
2: Oh that was and, really that um, was a single off that. Yeah. Off? Huh?
1: Okay. That, yeah. It, it it wasn't even a single really. It was just we put it out there. It didn't didn't have I don't think there was a standout single in that.
2: Yeah. on that record. Yeah. I
1: I love um I love when you see me again. I love that song.
2: That's my favorite song. Um, That's my favorite song. I love song that. Song.
3: Yeah. sweet. Suite-
1: playing it in the car the other day and I don't usually do that either <laughs> but um somebody had emailed me and said oh my gosh that's my favorite song I'm like really and I put it on and I was like that's right it is my yeah. favorite song on it's great and um and uh I, I I love the harder edge that's what I huh. grew up on okay. and um but um you know there are a lot of people you know artsy kind of people who i understand why they would like the first um sure album
2: it, it, it's, you it's know. one of my listeners uh henning and i'm sorry henning i've hung out with henning a couple of times he's from germany and i never know how to say his last name michael Me- <laughs> michael something i'm sorry henning i love you uh henning wanted to know specifically Uh, Mm -hmm. What went into deciding to have Peter Collins produce that second album? Because he, uh, you know, it's interesting. Peter was working with bands like Rush and he did one of my favorite Billy Squire albums, Enough is Enough. Mm -hmm. And those bands, uh, Billy and Rush specifically, were at that moment, maybe a couple years prior to you, starting to incorporate more synths into their harder Uh rock sound. But you guys went Uh the opposite direction with Blackbird, right? what made you decide uh-huh. to go with him um well
1: i think i think did he work with he worked with queenstrike didn't that's
2: he? what i wondered yeah he, he did the empire he, album yeah. too and i wondered if that right. was the connection yeah yeah
1: and you have to forgive me because my you know these these kids have burned every brain cell okay. i think that's i have left okay. but, so it's hard for me to recall stuff sometimes that's but
2: that's why they have um music i remember q like prime
1: Q Prime thought it was a, a great fit for us, hmm. and um, and I I loved him. I, I loved working with him, and I love Jeff, too, Glickman, yeah. but right. um, I loved working with, with him, and he um,
2: – Was he on board uh, with he, your vision? Did you come to him and, and say, look, we want to really
1: yeah, he, get gritty yeah. on this
2: one, and he was down for it?
1: Yeah, he was. He okay. Was. And me and Tony were really excited about it. Greg not so much for obvious reasons because yeah. he saw, you know, the direction changing and but, um but you know um it didn't you know it, he he chose to to leave the band where I didn't think that was, you know, necessary at all because he was very, um, you know, much involved in the writing of the songs Mm -hmm. and, and he also, I mean, we still, you know, we're going to be touring on everything on the first record. And I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't know why he, he decided it would be best that he left the band, you know, that, that was hurtful. Yeah. Um, to me too but i i understood i didn't you know i i I fought it for a little bit but then it was like beating a dead horse he just really did not want any part of it
2: yeah so um okay Okay. yeah um one of my another question that came up from a few people um was what it was like working with desmond child on uh, the Timeless Love song from the Shocker soundtrack. I am a sucker for soundtracks, so. you're kind of cringing a little bit. Was it not a fun experience? Uh,
1: I just remember him wrapping me. In chains, literally, right? In chains, yeah, he did. And, um, (laughs) you know, to get this vocal out of me. But, you know, I have to say it worked because I was like, I'll do anything to get these stupid chains (laughs) off me. (laughs) I'll sing however you want me to sing. Just get these... Things. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but um, but uh, it it was a strange experience, but we had a lot of fun doing okay. it, and I, I I really do, um, I do respect. I mean, he got me to do things with my voice that I never
3: yeah.
1: thought I could do. You know, um, I I don't feel that that song is a representation of of who I am as a singer. Yeah. It's kind because of different
2: compared to everything else.
1: It it's very different. Yeah. And um you know yeah, they see I like I like um, I like gritty, raw, raspy
3: yeah.
1: kind of vocals. And um and that desmond child song uh, that that was just like part of what the first album was kind of like and i was already moving in another direction you know and a lot of people are like well that you know that was the downfalls because you change your direction but i mean who's to say i mean really who's to say i i just all i know is when i got out there and and sang and and was touring for the second record um i felt uh, i just i i just felt in my element really?
3: and
2: huh and you. i
1: did i really did
2: now the band did. didn't play on timeless love was that an issue at all
1: no it oh, wasn't an okay. issue okay okay no.
2: did uh-huh. uh, the producers of the album yeah. just call reach out to you and say, Hey, we want you and we're gonna hook you up with Desmond. Did Desmond approach you? How did it happen?
1: Um I don't remember. I don't okay. remember how okay. it happened. Okay. I um
2: did you get invited to the I, movie premiere or anything like that? Uh
1: no. I think we were we were I think we were touring.
2: Ah, uh, okay. Okay.
1: I think I mean I know it was a year later but I think we were busy
2: yeah okay
1: (laughs) um but i we got i'm not no i don't remember i i kind of like maybe want to say that um peter mensch or q prime had something to do with that or desmond got in touch with them or something like that and and just put it together
2: yeah okay i was just curious if there was a story there yeah um okay one uh, another thing that a lot of people brought up um, was the fact that Soraya I always say Soraya and you you keep saying mm-hmm. something else is that am I saying it wrong Soraya, Soraya yeah um, you, you do the hard Saraya. Okay. Yeah. sorry uh, Soraya I've been saying oh, it okay. wrong my whole life now I'm realizing okay. <laughs> sorry about that anyway Soraya um, uh-huh. are you um, oh the timing you guys just barely make it in under the wire before we kind of touched on this earlier before grunge starts mm-hmm. to just wipe all of you guys off the map unfortunately right you know? and right. Um, are you aware that this is happening are you seeing your comrades out there with the you know the aquanet hair and the spandex and the, they there are they feeling like their days are numbered or is everyone just party central and and suddenly Pearl Jam comes along? Are you smelling this change in the air anywhere?
1: Uh, yeah, you, you'd have to be deaf, dumb and blind if really? you didn't see that tsunami coming. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I I felt it and, and I think I was the most detached um, kind of musician because like I said, I was so focused on just singing. I didn't care about trends. I didn't care about... You know, um, looking a certain way or anything like yeah. that. I just, you know, I was very focused on just what we were doing. But that was, I mean, grunge just, I mean, pff, it was like a freight train. Yeah. It, yeah. it just took over everything. Yeah.
2: Did you and, like um, grunge music? Were you okay with I, lo- mean- I,
1: I loved, I loved how it, um, you know, and I and I think that's one of the beautiful things about music is, you know, how it just completely um, changed the course. Yeah. I mean, and I I love that. I yeah. I loved it. I loved I loved grunge. Yeah, I, I could did. see that.
2: I could see you yeah. liking like Alice in Chains and those kind you of know, like grittier funny. bands.
1: We right before grunge hit. Me and Tony wrote a song. Okay, and and this is, and I don't know if this is before the God thing in my life, but we actually wrote a song called Resurrection. (laughs) And I kid you not. I mean, it had such a grunge feel to it, Mm. and we played it. I remember playing it for Peter Mensch, and he said, "Um, he said, absolutely not. This is not. This can't go on." This can't go on the record. Really? And I remember, and I remember being really disappointed. Yeah, because stylistically it didn't fit with anything. Not that he didn't like it; it just didn't fit with the rest of the album. Yeah. But I thought, man, this sounds. This is different. This is yeah. like really different, and it it does have that grunge feel to it. Huh. And I, I, and and then when grunge came in, I was like, oh man. <laughs> we were so ahead of our time with that one yeah. song and it never made it on the album. Oh, that's too yeah. bad.
2: That's yeah, too bad. I, love,
1: I love the song. To this day, I love the song.
2: I, I love it. it. Speaking of which, that was something I was curious about. Were there, um, I don't know how it actually ended. I mean, you mentioned kind mm-hmm. of walking away, but were you, was Soraya... Um, mm-hmm. in the process of recording or writing for a third album that just never materialized, or were you guys done? At the end of that sort no, of cycle, we had nothing left.
1: I think the guys were waiting for me to like, okay, you know, when yeah. are you going to, you know, snap out of your whatever hiatus yeah. thing? And, and I think they were just waiting around, waiting around, waiting around to see if I would just, you know... Um. Just come back, or 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 just resurrect the thing, and I just didn't. I just one year went into the next year, and I yeah. just ne- I just didn't. And then, like I said, a- um, after Greg's death, it was um, difficult for me to um even want to revisit that. Yeah. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, um, and I, I mean, I think I know the answer to this, but I had, a, I had several people ask about reunions or solo albums. Or, and we've sort of pretty much touched on a lot of this, but you're good. You don't, there's, it sounds like there's not a part of you that ha, still has an urge to perform or rock or record or any of those things. You're happy with your life the way it is right now.
1: Oh, hell no. I want to sing. I want to I want to. I wanna do a third album, and I wanna um, really do it what would with, it be? Oh yeah, don't know, I don't know what it would be. I know me and Tony are writing songs for it right now.
2: are you and, I, um, this is this is like breaking news oh, you, I was sure that you oh, would had no based on everything you said earlier, I was sure there was no oh, chance no. of this.
1: i I thought the reason why you were in, getting in touch with me is because you had heard it through the grapevine,
2: no, huh-. Oh, (laughs) that's great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, we're writing for it now. And I want to hopefully be done at the end of this month um, and put an EP out on Spotify and see how that really, but um, yeah, but I just, you know, yeah. So I want to see what happens. I, um, I plan on, um, or me and Tony plan on having all the um, original members besides Greg, of course, yeah. but I, um, so we'll, you know, we'll see, we're, we're talking, we're getting in touch with people. Wow. And um, I've always had uh, people in the music business always reaching out. Yeah. And saying, if you ever want to get back in, if you ever want to get back in, you know, and um, and now that um, my youngest is 13, you know, I figure, you know, I can do this now. I can I can do this. You can you're old enough where I can go out on the road
2: for a whole summer,
1: you know, or do something. So, is this album going to be called
2: Surreya? I mean, is it going to be under the monikers of the band Surreya? Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely.
2: Who knew? I really did not know. I didn't know.
1: Oh my gosh, I thought you did. (laughs) No. That's uh -uh. why you were talking to me. Keep
2: in mind, (laughs) I've been trying to get you for three and a half years or so, something like that. So, yeah, I I had no idea. I had no idea. Oh,
1: that's funny. Good. Funny.
2: This is, I'm so grateful. Thank you for talking with me. Um, oh wa- gosh,
1: no, no problem. I, I
2: hope it was okay. I um, I wanted to ask you a couple of things that i ask everybody basically at the end. I want to uh-huh. know, and I have a feeling I might know the answers based on our previous, on what we've said so far, <laughs> but I want to know if you have any regrets and then I want to know what your favorite memory is. You said you weren't okay. paying attention or really have any stories, but what's that thing where you're just like, that was great. I loved that, you know?
1: Um okay so the regret I have is that I just let too much time go by. Hmm. I I should have I should have done what I'm doing now I want to say like 15 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. So. Um but I was I couldn't have, you know. Yeah. Um the regret I have is that I couldn't be two people because It's although I love, I mean, nothing uh, beats, um, you know, my raising my kids, but you know, there is that element of like, okay, you know, there is that part of me that is, you know, is dormant Uh and it's like, oh, you know, um, and singing in church, although I, I, and I love, love singing to God and, um, ministering to the congregation that way but it's still not it's it doesn't do for me what yeah. you know just singing that style of music that i love sure. um does so yeah that's the only regret is that i i didn't do this sooner mm. and that i let i let um i i don't know i had fear yeah. i can't put my finger on fear of what in specific but i i I had something that was just keeping me from, you know, jumping back in. Yeah. And I don't know what it was. I um, tried to do um, this fire fest.
2: Yeah, I read um, that. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah, it was. Oh, that was that was such a mess. But, um, you know, and there were so many misunderstandings and um misconceptions of what happened and um i i i didn't get and i think this is because i i do have that um i i i have a lot of um it's easy for me to forgive things you know It's just easy and so i didn't (laughs) i didn't get mad I mean, I told Tony, I'm like, you, got, you know, you guys threw me under the bus with that thing, you know, yeah. and, you know, it's all water under the bridge now. But, um, you know, I didn't I, I wanted to do that festival really bad. My husband hurt his back. Mm. We had, you know, um, financial situation that, you know, because because he was, you know, laid out for a while. Yeah. And so I couldn't I I couldn't be irresponsible and just take off and go do this festival when um I hadn't heard what was going on with it because yeah. Tony was very busy, you know, with doing everything he was doing. And so um I didn't even know that we were still doing it at the time he called and said, "Do you have your passport ready?" You know, oh, and gosh. I was like,
3: what? "Okay." <laughs>
1: So it was—it was, it was kind of like that. It was a bunch of misunderstandings and stuff, and, and oh my gosh, I think it was the first time. I remember my friend Tony Harnell from TNT. He's like Sam. You know, he called me up. He's like Sam. Whatever you do, don't go on the Firefest page and look at anything of what they're saying about you. I'm like, <laughs> what, what? Oh no! And and I was never. You know, one thing. The one thing that I I really relished was the fact that most of the reviews I ever got were uh-huh. very, very, they were very generous and kind, in mm. you know, when they reviewed our band. Uh-huh. I never really got bad um, reviews. But, and so this is the first time that I really had to deal with people saying, I mean, the most ugliest,
3: oh.
1: horrific things. And it was like... And so after that, I was like, now I'm for sure never gonna do another yeah. album. I will <laughs> never do another record. I hate the music business. Look what this. Look what yeah. happened. Blah blah blah. But um, it, it's okay now. I mean, okay. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I was set
2: the record straight then. Yeah. No. It's, it's Fine. Okay. okay.
1: So. Yeah, I re- and I regret not being able to do that, but I had my hands tied. I couldn't. I couldn't have done it.
2: Understood. So,
1: okay. um, those are the only two regrets: is okay. letting letting the fans down because I know there were a lot of people excited about seeing us again. Yeah. And I really hated letting them down to the point where they just hated my guts over it. You know. <laughs> right. So. Um, That's tough. Yeah. Okay. And as far as um, something that I love, god, that's a hard one because every time I would finish a show, it was it was all, I mean, I don't I can't think of anything that really sticks that I loved okay. it okay. so much. Every show, every opportunity I got to um, get out there and yeah. express myself that way and and have the feedback that I got and um, just just knowing that people a- enjoyed our music and um, and and respected, I, I, I don't. I, I really got a lot of respect, and I thought that um, I I thought that some of the the other artists that were out there, you know, at the same time I was other females, uh-huh. they were getting, they were not getting the respect that I was getting. And yeah. I, and, and I, um, so I was, I, I did, I, I really, um, took pride in the fact that people knew that I was about the music and nothing Good. else. I was not selling sex. I wasn't selling yeah. anything like that. And I, I loved that. And I love that a lot of people, although, you know, any lead singer is going to stand out, you know, whether you're a guy sure. or a girl, the lead singer stands out. But, um, I really do feel that people, people got that vibe that I, I did want it to be a band, right. you know, and that's all I wanted. Okay. And, yeah.
0: Good. Well, um, thanks for doing this with me. There you have it. Sandy Soraya. And you heard it here first. New music is on its way. That is crazy. I was hoping it would have been out by the time this dropped, but it hasn't yet. But it is in the process. It should be out very shortly. We'll let you guys know if they let us know. Uh, anyway, guys, four years. Thank you so much for all the support. I got to admit, sometimes I get burnt out and I question whether I can keep doing this. But especially when you got to juggle a job and kids and a life and everything else, your health and all those other things on the side. But um it's important for us I think to tell these stories and we're so grateful for all of you that listen and we hope that you'll continue to listen. We hope that you'll tell, our, tell your friends so we can continue to grow and continue to kind of document these little pieces of history that we think are so important, you know? And a huge thanks, as always, to Yan the Man, my right-hand man, for putting everything together. Thank you, buddy, for everything. He came in at around episode 20, I think it was, 19 or 20, and uh, has pretty much been here ever since. And we're so grateful. Thank you, Yan, for everything. By the way, I I forgot to mention, we're going to close it out. This is another one of the songs off the Blackbird album. This is Lion's Den. I really like this song. Every other song on this album is like six, six and a half minutes long. So I purposely went with one that wasn't quite so long. Anyway, check out that album if you're so inclined. Uh, I don't know what we're going to have to. I got to track down the other two people that uh, are on the top five list a member of the sundays did agree to come on and then changed his mind because he wasn't harriet or dave his name was paul brindley and he felt like maybe they would get mad at him if they came on if he came on so he changed his mind and then dave shelzel of uh the ocean blue said he emailed me once i've emailed him probably 20 times he's emailed back once years ago and said yeah if you ever see that we have something coming up to promote tell me and i'll come on the show I never heard from him again. Every time I ever hear about something, he doesn't reply. And I saw them in concert in Salt Lake City back in October, I think it was. And he said, they're working on new music. It should be out in the spring. Well, spring is almost over and it's not here. So who knows? I don't know. I think now we're going to have to add Cy Cernan from The Fix to that top five list. I get a lot of requests for him. And I need to go after him. There's no reason I haven't. Anyway. Thanks, everybody. You can find us on Facebook and like our page. You can send us an email at thehustlepod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at The hustlepod. We will be back next Tuesday. We love you all so much. Thank you for everything.